0: Welcome to Stupid About Children Mini Podcast, where we play with ideas that we don't often think about when it comes to our kids. So I want to share this experience that happened, um, uh, and I don't know, I don't know if it'll make sense as a metaphor to some people, but it absolutely is to me um, because this is the very type of stuff that. Um, Oh, it's like when the physical experience of something really brings the um, non-physical experience of something to a whole new level of understanding. You know, that's a metaphor to me because the physical and the non-physical, you know, um, they're, they're metaphors for each other. You know, the sometimes something really simple and basic in the physical world um gives you that like oh cuz it's a parallel it's an analogy it's just like it's mirrored with something in the non-physical world so um my daughter and i i've i've done a couple other um a couple of other uh, metaphors and or uh in my other podcasts about some of the things that my daughter is learning, um, as a new teen. And, um, so some of those things are like taking responsibility for herself and how she's kind of reluctant to do so and feels a little out on a limb like that. And, um, you know, is learning to manage the many voices, uh, the many, The many parts of herself okay if you say voices then people think it's like schizophrenia and you've got like voices in your head but you know um i think it's becoming a bit more popular now um people do this like internal family system uh where you know you have different parts of yourself younger versions of yourself older versions of yourself teenage versions of yourself and you all kind of integrate as a family um so kind of that concept um but yeah, so she's learning to integrate, especially, this is like a crux for her, things like her child um her children voices, you know, her parts of herself that are still afraid kids and integrating that with a, a little bit more of a managing voice. I mean, she's obviously not an adult yet, so she doesn't have a full adult voice yet. But you know, this thing inside that says, No, we can handle this. We're going to be okay. And, you know, here's what we can do. We can still be afraid, but we can still try our best and we can still push through this. And, you know, so she's working on those things. And and those are tough. Um, They're tough to talk about, tough to explain because they are so abstract and they are this non- physical type of stuff going on. You know, there's all these non-physical parts of herself, these different sides of herself, um, and she can't necessarily separate from them and put them out on the table and sort them out. Um, So, we had this physical experience that she went through that ended up being like a great metaphor. And it really drove a lot of it home. Like it was like, she could feel it and experience it in real time. Um, we were at the river playing and it was after so a lot of heavy rains and there was definitely some rapids in some spots, um, that weren't typically rapid. Um, the water levels were super high, uh, Anyway, we were playing, and she always plays, and she plays with confidence, and she's familiar with these parts of the river, but um, there was this moment where it started to sweep her away. It started to sweep her down. Now, from my standpoint, because I'm the adult involved, um, yes, I was a little worried that she might fall and really bust the side of her leg or something, but there was an open portion just below the little mini water drop. I mean, I'm not even going to call it a waterfall because it was many, but you know, just beyond that little slide down that she was about to do, there was a very big open part where the water was not rushing. Like she would have had a lot of time to slow down and it wasn't going to sweep her away. There was some blockades down at the end. So there wasn't a huge big risk. And I was also that that huge open spot was so big and so slow or slowed enough that I could have easily gotten in and got her right right there. You know, so I mean, that's for all of you guys that are like worried and listening to my story like, oh, my God, this is so irresponsible. Like, no, no. You know, there was a bigger picture involved and my my vigilance was present in there. And, you know, Um, but so here she goes where she starts to slip and. Instead of grabbing her instantaneously, the way I absolutely would have when she was younger um, and the way I absolutely would grab her much younger brother, um, I watched, I held back and I watched a little more because it is time for her to handle herself a little. I mean, her body is just about as big as mine at this point. I mean, she is almost as tall as I am. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily make physical sense for me to swoop in and like actually pick her up like I would a tiny kid, um... And, yeah, I want to see how she handles herself. I want to give her that trust. I want to see her grab on and pull herself back up or, you know, struggle and just see and like only offer that hand when I really see that she needs it. And that's hard for me to do as a mom. It's hard. (laughs) You know, it's a physically hard experience. Like I'm doing it on that non-physical, metaphorical, abstract plane every day in what, you know, emotionally and, and how I'm treating her as a parent I'm I've got to back off but this was a moment where it was like physically real like I couldn't shouldn't grab for I needed the most appropriate roles for me to watch and hang back and let her see how it was gonna go let let me see how she was gonna handle um give her that opportunity to feel it and to try it um and so, yeah, what did happen was she slipped the first bit and then kind of got stabilized. And I asked her, you know, are you are you fine? And she I don't remember uh, exactly. She opted not to speak kind of maybe she couldn't speak. She just kind of looked at me Um and it wasn't panic. She was calmed down at that point because she did actually have herself at that point. But then it started to slip again. And so then she was like, <gasps> you know, and called out like, Mom, you know. Uh, and so she slipped down that last little part again and then went into the open uh, more water down below, like I was talking about. And I traveled over um, to the rocks, you know, very quickly. Uh, that were closest to her so that I could jump in if I needed to, or that she could grab my hand if she needed to. Um, And what ended up happening was she slowed so much that she just kind of chilled and swam in the water and kind of let her energy out because she was actually very mad at me. (laughs) Um, Very scared, you know, it was like just a little panic situation. Um, She obviously hadn't had enough experience or exposure to the fact that like she she really thought she was just going to get swept away. She hadn't looked and really planned out mentally that like that's you're going to be fine. There's one little bump and you're going to be open water right there and I will have you and you will have yourself and everything will be fine. So anyway, uh, I feel like this story is getting really long. Really, the point is uh, something Different. But you know what? Maybe maybe describing these physical details like really puts it into different perspective. But yeah, um, you know, so she ended up kind of swimming around in the water and then coming over to me um, and she actually got herself out. I mean, it was also not a big deal. I didn't have to grab her at all um, because it was all fine as I as I really had judged before, but was still ready to jump in in any event if she had hurt her leg or anything. Um, But yeah, so what we were dealing with is a real physical experience of a lot of what both of us are going through. And I already kind of explained how me as a parent, I'm having some difficult stance of like having to pull back and be a different kind of parent and like shift my role as a parent um, to be on standby, but not to be interfering and to let her have that opportunity to try for herself. And, you know, her role... Uh, she was able to feel that too. And we talked about it a great deal afterwards, actually. And, and, and she led the conversation in the sense that she really opened up and said this stuff first. And it was the same as what I was experiencing too. So I was like, wow, it's, and, you know, great. This is, uh, so beautiful and rich, isn't it? When a physical experience really brings you in, um, to an abstract, to a new understanding of an abstract experience, um, And she said, yeah, I was able to really feel like in a real way, what you've been talking to me about with like having different versions of myself, like the little kid in me was scared to death and like screaming, you know, that it needed its mom. But like I saw that you weren't going to get me. Um, And so then my kind of adult side I mean she was calling it that even though it's not fully that but you know what she's aiming towards is what her understanding of what her adult manager side might be like kind of jumped in and took control like okay like here we go we're gonna do this we're going down this thing we're going down the chute it's okay like you know little seven-year-old is crying in there three-year-old's crying everybody's scared we are panicked but like manager jumps in and we're going to do this. It's happening. We've got no other choice. Let's chill. Let's calm down. Let's keep our head about us. And, you know, and she she said she had like the real experience of uh, those different voices or parts of herself really being present in a way that called her attention to it because it was a physical thing. Um, Where, yeah, it was like, okay, I'm going to not grab. I'm going to like let myself slide because I've already tried to grab and I missed the grab and the grab is done. Grabbing is done now. Grabbing is no longer an option. We're going to go with the flow. We're going to get loose and like go ahead and go down this slide. Um, so that we don't have injury or impact. And then we're going to try to keep our head above water. Uh, You know, she was telling me these things like, you know, that she was she wasn't saying exactly like I am, but she was saying, you know, I'll try to keep my head above water and just go ahead and go with it because it was going to happen anyway and just try to stay really aware and calm and like keep myself safe, keep myself up, keep myself safe and like look for. And she said she was also planning And looking for where she might grab down below, and that you know it wasn't going to happen until she got past the waterfall. And that at the very least or last resort, there were some rocks down at the very end of the open part, and she felt like um, you know she would at least grab herself one more last time on those rocks before any other. Uh, sort of downfalls started to happen more rushing uh, swooshes grabbed her again um, which it was still a good plan it was you know it, it had overlooked some other major details because she's obviously just a teen still figuring this out like that the water wouldn't be whooshing anymore after it was open so much and she wouldn't have to worry about that as much and um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> this was how she really saw and felt and heard the division of all those things in her mind and was able to separate them out and to see how they could be a team. And it could be fine. She could be panicked and still collect herself. And she could you know, have this multiplicity going on in her head, even of all these planners, somebody calming her down, somebody saying, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to be aware we're going to do this. The encourager and the strategizer that was like, there's some rocks over there. We're going to do that, you know, and the girl that was in there saying, holy crap, holy crap, you know, like this is awful, Uh, you know. So anyway, this made it real for her. Then another component that she said Um, and she did actually get mad at me. Um, so she was also able to experience, she was mad at me because it felt like I was, um, yeah, letting her, letting her go, letting her, um, be too like responsible for herself. And she has some resistance for that. Uh, like, you know, why didn't you get me, mommy? you know, and there's, and then we're experiencing all of that too in the abstract, but this was the physical, you know, why didn't you literally get me mommy? Um, and so it happened. And, and so we talked about some of that and like, yes, but you, can you see what I was doing? I had you, I had you in my eyes the whole time. I was asking you questions about whether you're okay. I was jumped and prepared to get in if I needed to like, but that is my new role. Mommy can't get you in that quick grab way any more because it's time for you to take on a new role you know and so it was nice for us to be able to talk about that too um and then uh yeah the the being responsible for herself being responsible for herself she felt that resistance too but she also felt the pride and the ability um The reality of the ability, you know, because she was angry that she was having to be responsible for herself and that I was leaving her to be responsible for herself. and she was panicked that it wasn't going to work and that she wasn't going to be able to handle the responsibility for herself. And she was resistant and didn't want to be responsible for herself. Um, because it felt like too much. It felt overwhelming. Um, and overstimulating to have that much responsibility for herself and she said that it felt like too much to be responsible for myself and that like I thought I was going to die you know like that it was like life or death and it and and that she had never felt responsible for herself completely like that mom didn't have her that mom wasn't going to grab her when something like you know happened to her physical body, and she started to slip and go down a fast-moving river. Um, She had never felt like, oh my God, this is all on me. Mom does not have me, or she's not coming to get me, or um, you know, something like that. Uh, It was just like a new weight of responsibility, a new level of it, full responsibility. So that was, again, another way that like, yeah, she felt it for the first time in a really real way. Um, and that abstract became a very physical, real world, real life thing. Um, and that this responsibility level is what we talk about all the time in abstract ways, like taking more responsibility for herself, for the, her daily activities, whatever. But this was, you know, one of those encapsulated, intense moments where everything became very physical and. Um, And she had to really take responsibility for her body rushing down a river and for grabbing herself or, you know, keeping herself aware, keeping herself safe, keeping her head up. Um, So anyway, and then she was able to feel the other side of that, too. Like, uh, and I did it. And I and it was okay. It was overwhelming and it was really scary. And I was resistant to taking that responsibility, but I handled it okay. And I did pretty well. And all these different parts of me came online: all the strategizer and the the encourager and the manager voice. And you know, I and I did pretty well, didn't I? You know, and I'm surprised at myself where I handled it. You know, some pride. Um, was there she was actually mostly just overwhelmed (laughs) she wasn't like yes I did it Um, as much as I maybe wanted her to but she still also felt a little more stable in her own skin a little more solid because she did handle the responsibility it was there and she had to take it she was resistant to having it but when it was dumped in her lap and she had to do it she did what she had to do and responsibility um, happened and she didn't die, you know, which is what was, you know, going on for her. So anyway, I, that may be just like the longest story ever that nobody besides me and my daughter care about. Um, but that's okay. This can be for her to listen to later. Um, but I figure any other parents might find it really useful too, because it was just this nice little microcosm of, everything that we are dealing with in her teenage years Um, and I think that even if you're somebody that doesn't have kids and doesn't care about this crap and don't ever plan on having a teenager it's still a really good example of the best way that I think metaphors play into life where they just take something uh, that's usually pretty abstract or non-physical and like when it happens in a physical way when it is in this microcosm when it gets encapsulated in an event or something simple uh, more simplified because it's more physical in the physical world of things it just illuminates the whole thing for us because it yeah makes it more simple but it's like so parallel it mirrors it and it just like really sheds a bunch of light, illuminates, like I said, just, whoa, okay, wow, you know, or I was able to really feel it, it focuses it, and it just, you know, really, um, yeah, offers a lot of insight, offers a lot of information, a new, a new download, so that's what I like uh, a lot about metaphors, is when something happens in your physical body, when you have a physical experience, Um, And you're able to relate that to something really abstract. Wow. I mean, you know, it it changes it um, dramatically. So, yeah, that's what it was for us. And uh, it was a pretty nice one, pretty intense on all kinds of levels, you know, like Uh, this could be like a metaphor (laughs) in one afternoon story of everything that I would explain to another parent about what it's like to have a teenager (laughs) or to go through this time uh, of having a teenager. So maybe it is useful to you somehow. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas, but usually they just aren't at all what others come up with. So that has made me feel weird for most of my life. Uh, But now I'm determined to take what makes me weird and to try to make it useful. So come and check out all the other podcasts and things that we've got going on at weirdisuseful.com.